When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Hello. Beautiful. Hello. Welcome. Shalom Shabbat. Shabbat Shalom. (laughs) Welcome to yet another week of your favorite podcast. My name is Josh DeVetta. I've got a Sabi Goodman here up to my left. And ladies and gentlemen, and our non-binary pals in between, we have a great special guest tonight. A special guest that could also possibly be... A forever a, guest. A permanent <laughs> guest. Can we please welcome to the stage the amazing Gracie Mack. <laughs> now, Gracie Mack, oh, wow, now that was, I... That was, that that, was abrupt. That was an abrupt minute, actually. <laughs> we should they edit that to yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Our audience, um, they'll either like you or they won't. We've discovered <laughs> that over the weeks, <laughs> which is hilarious. Now, Gracie Mack, tell us a bit about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? Who are, like, who are you at home? Um... Been catching up on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Great, nice. great. That's yes. been most of my life. Yes, <laughs> in the last couple of weeks, mm-hmm. um, which sounds like a joke, but no, it's like, not. It's not season six, episode three. Yeah, um, <laughs> <laughs> Buffy ain't no joke. <laughs> yeah, Buffy ain't no joke. That's right. Well, I'm a musician. I play. I sing and I play piano. Yes, she does. Yeah. Yeah. Beautifully, well. by the way. Yes. Uh, Sabi oh, and I had both gigged with Grace. Yeah, so, we yeah. To, yeah. Been duos with both of you. Yes, yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess that's how I know you guys from the music scene. Yes, so big here in Brisbane. Yes, absolutely. A, 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 um. a local icon, if you wish. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, also, uh, I, we, you know, we've, uh, you know, we like talking about music, and so when we mm. were going through our. I guess I've rolled the decks and going, who else do you think would love to talk about music with us? Asabi was like, I have the perfect person. Her name happens to be Gracie Mack. And I was like, hello, I know Gracie Mack. Let's get onto this, which is really, really exciting. So actually, just out of curiosity, Gracie, Mm. uh, what do you think about our podcast? Have you listened to our podcast yet? I have listened to it. I mean, it's just like, (laughs) <laughs> like is this is this me is this, this my is like, your interview yeah. yes exactly um yeah i have listened to it i've um i'm a big podcaster in terms of listening yeah i, I consume a lot all right um mostly true crime because that seems to be amazing my demographic well, and we i've do- seen so many hurtful memes that are like if you're a white woman then you're going to be into this <laughs> oh, and it's awful because it's oh. true oh my gosh uh, well we do have a fellow podcast under the TNC banner uh, what is it called Murder in the Land of Oz yeah, that's yeah. a yeah, true yeah. crime podcast mm. and yeah. they actually they're, I think they're like one of the number one podcasts they're, for this yeah, company actually yeah they're really really good yeah. <laughs> 
wow. which is amazing. Well, that's so good to know. Well, we have full faith that Grace is going to be an amazing host with us, yeah. or shuff- fellow shuffologist. Yeah, welcome um, to the lab. Now, you studied music <laughs> as well, didn't you, Grace? I did. I went to the Jazz Music Institute. I know those peeps. Yeah, and, um, yeah in Bowen Hill. Lovely. All right, so she's also got a piece of paper that proves that she knows some things. At that's least, right. Yeah. At least ten things. Yeah. <laughs> I can get booked for any gig. Oh! <laughs> because I've got a piece of paper that's in a drawer. Exactly. Well, I booked you because I just needed you. That was... <laughs> yeah, that's how it goes. That yeah. was it. No, Grace is very, very versatile piano player. That's why I like playing with her as well. Well, you know what? We're going to talk about music. I don't know if, if you're listening in the past three minutes of our intro. You know that we love to talk about music. And this week, our theme is... The audience is always off cue. but they are. <laughs> So last week we talked about girl bands. This week we're going to talk about boy, boy bands. bands. Exciting. Now, I personally grew up in like the ultimate era of boy bands. Was it though? Um, well, in the, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was a couple of really, really big. <laughs> there was a bunch of really big ones in the 80s as well. They were, but they're not the Backstreet Boys. But I'm just <laughs> And the Backstreet Boys do not have the same number of sales as these bands but whatever 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 but um <laughs> but also no 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 there's also um early 90s boy bands there's mm-hmm. 80s boy we're gonna go we're gonna take it right we're gonna back, take to the, it back we're gonna take it right back even probably to the 60s and 50s to be yes. quite honest yes. so if this is a genre oh, it's not really a genre of music if this is a movement <laughs> of music <laughs> that you love just as much as i do then please keep on listening Hey there, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. It's Matt Young, and I want you to listen to the Story Chunder podcast. It's based on the live event where Brisbane storytellers tell true and sometimes embarrassing stories from their lives for the delight and approval of a live audience. So listen in to the Story Chunder podcast. I'll see you at the Chunder. And welcome back. Thank you, sponsored ad. So, <laughs> well, you know what? I was thinking that we could probably uh, switch over to Grace. I would love everyone to get to know Gracie, actually, with her choices. We're, so, as we know, we all have a theme. And within that theme, we uh, the three of us pick five songs each to add to a playlist. Don't forget, this playlist is available for you to listen at the end of the show. Well, actually, it's available as soon as we drop the show. So, you can listen to the playlist first if you wanted to, actually, mm. which is really, really cool. And yeah, so we're going to get straight into it because, you know, our podcasts are getting longer and longer because we're getting more excited about the music. Yes. Let's let Grace <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you. All right, well, Gracie. <laughs> that drama was late to the game. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, okay, well, I am also from this same era of um, Ultimate Ball Bands, although not according to Asabi. Um, but, uh, you babies. But there's, there's so many that I, when I was researching this, yes. that I picked. Um, purely out of nostalgia for the most part. And then, like, picked the band and then, like, found maybe my favourite one out of Perfect. it. Perfect. Um, so I'm going to come straight out the gate with um, five. Oh! Spelt with a five. Yes. In the F. Pioneers. <laughs> All about marketing. <laughs> marketing. <laughs> and the track is Slam Dunk the Funk. Sorry, I'm, I'm 
Slam dunk, da funk. Right. <laughs> Brackets, yes. da Thank funk, you. obviously. <clears throat> um, Very those, interesting those choice. Those way too middle class. Very end. interesting choice. Now, this Thank is you. a band Thank I am unfamiliar with. Really? <laughs> oh, my yes. God. Can you're I missing say, can, out. Can I give you a snippet of another one of their songs? Okay. Baby, when the lights go uh, out, everything you said, you don't know. You've never heard. That was okay. like their biggest hit. That was their sure. biggest hit. Yeah. That and Are I'll Keep On Moving was the other one. No, they're from the UK, aren't they? Uh, I cannot confirm or deny. <laughs> okay, I can confirm. No, no, I can confirm. They are from the UK. They're a UK boy band. Yeah. See, well, there were a number of UK boy bands that were never big in America, so I probably that's wouldn't true. They didn't know quite crack them. the album. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So, yeah. Well, they only had two albums. Oh, okay. At all, okay. and they're actually still going, but there's only three of them. So they, uh, there was five, and they were called five, and now there's just they, three. Do they still are tour they as three, five? It's like pretty sad. Like, I mean, you know, if they're like, hey, what's up, guys, if you're listening. But it's, um, <laughs> <laughs> but there's only three members left and they still call themselves five because I don't know. Oh, well, my God. Know. Actually, you know what? When S Club tours, S Club 7, if they've only got four people, they're called S Club 4. Do they, they really? Yeah, if they've only got three people, yeah. they're called S Club 3. Really? If they've got five people, they're just called I mean, S Club. I guess, yeah. You yeah. don't want to confuse the audience. Um, yeah, S Club exactly. 5 does not flow off the tongue like it S does. Club 3. No, it does not. No, and um, no. I actually went and saw them um, at one of those like nostalgia festivals where it's like mm. 90s, like, yeah, nostalgia acts. And it was really odd to see just three people on the stage. That's so weird. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and why do you like this song? Um, it comes, the beginning of this song, and if I can take you back <clears throat> to yes. this group in 1998, it goes... <laughs> <laughs> take I'm us back, Grace. Yeah, yeah, it goes, <laughs> five, what you waiting for? If you want a three, two, one, let's do it. <laughs> That's how <laughs> the song starts. <laughs> now, Very when cool. I heard that as an eight-year-old in 1998, yeah. <laughs> um, I lost my shit. I was into <laughs> it. <laughs> I was like, that is so clever. The countdown. Not sure if that's the inspiration for Beyonce's countdown, but it's very similar vibe. Oh, yes. yes they are um, um, yes. inspired. I also a lot of love pop that culture. they go five, what you're waiting for, if you want to, and then they just run out of things to say, so they just go three, two, one. Like yeah. they don't. Oh, right. They don't continue. They probably thought that was so witty, just going five, five what you're waiting for. Absolutely. Yeah. That's all yeah. they yeah. needed. They, they stopped. They peaked. Yeah. <laughs> they just, just one goes three, and everyone else goes three. <laughs> like they just like do a call Because that's what they're waiting for. They're what? waiting yeah. for three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So oh, I, I remember loving it as a kid, and so I thought I'd pop it in there. That is uh, a great choice. In. I can't wait I to love hear five. that. Mm. that they good. had the same producers as the Spice Girls starting out. <gasps> um, oh. what's, it, what's their names? Um, Rich something, and we just talked about it last week. We did, and I can't mm. remember. Now that I'm old, my memory is just Weren't not they, good. They were a duo, so they had like a name, didn't they? So like something it was the like two yeah, of them. Yeah, it was like production team. Yeah, then the production like, but team. But then Simon Cowell signed them just after that, and so the five were part of Simon Cowell's troop oh, of right. boy bands. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's, yeah, Simon Cowell's had huge success with, with boy bands, actually. Absolutely, yeah. We'll probably be talking about a couple of those boy well, bands tonight. Well, there's a couple in there. Yes. Yeah. Well, that is a f- that, well, so first straight off the bat, you know, out the gate, that's a great first choice, Grace. Thank you. Thank well you. done. Um, well done. Actually, in fact, <laughs> the audience love you. Now, can we get to your second choice, please? We can, we can. My second choice is a cover. This is another one that I chose because I remember hearing it and thinking it was a banger. I would no longer feel that way if I was me now yes. listening to it. We love if growth. If I was. <laughs> we love growth. Growth is really important. And I'm glad I've grown beyond Uptown Girl Westlife. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh. So good. And, I, and I knew it was a cover, but I never really listened to the Billy Joel version right. that much. And I wow. went back to listen today just like brushing up and I was like I wonder what they did differently they did nothing differently <laughs> no the arrangement is exactly the same yes. but there's more dudes singing it 
and that was that's it. That's a big. That, no, that's actually a big thing to do in in the British pop charts is to do a cover of another artist and, and to do it exactly it the same. Yeah, do it exactly the same. We talked about that last week with the Saturdays doing when love when love takes over. Yes, and it sounds uh, yeah. nearly exactly. The, it sounds like they're doing karaoke. That's what it sounds <laughs> yeah. like. Yeah. But like everything, like, the vocal layering, like everything is the same. Oh my god! Yeah. So maybe they only had maybe Billy Joel only let them do a certain few things. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I would have said Yeah, he probably yeah. just said no. You can't cover it unless it's exactly the same. Yeah. Now, is this a nostalgia choice for you, It is nostalgic, yeah. I remember hearing it. And it came out, what have I got, from their 2000 album, Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast. Coast to Coast. Actually, I think I had a So Fresh album that was like hits of 2000, Mm. like summer, and I'm pretty sure that song was on my So Fresh CD. It was just everywhere. I just remember hearing it all the time. Well, and so really ingrained in my childhood. Oh my, and one of the former band members was engaged to Dr. Goodrum for a lot. Brian McFadden. He was with... I um, know that. Oh, there was a whole yeah. like, drama about that because she was a home wrecker and all that. I remember seeing yes, all this tabloid exactly. mm. about it. And so, and, but I, I, I think like some people thought that she was like just trying to do it to be to try and crack the UK. So it was like one of those like, <laughs> pow, like power relationships. You like, want to crack the UK? She was on Neighbours. Well, that's what, well, that's what yeah. I thought. But yeah, it's one of those things where like it, I think it was like a relationship that was supposed to be like this power couple yeah um like you know white beyonce and jay-z of oh my god <laughs> sort of thing but yeah oh, oh i okay cool so we've got oh, we, so we've done slam d- dunk <laughs> defunk slam dunk defunk yeah, yeah um, uptown girl. uptown girl also just uh quick sign up westlife was also simon cowell's um, yeah, signed by Simon Cowell, mm-hmm. he was yeah. Wow, he it. like had the lockdown on boy bands. Hey? Yes, yeah, he, for ages, mm. he really did. Mm. And then it, was he run Direction as well? Yeah. He was one Direction yes, as was. well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and but, well, the, the, so on the UK X Factor, there's always another guy there called Louis Tomlin. Oh no, no, no not Tomlin. His name's Louis something, mm-hmm. and he's an uh, he's like Simon Cowell's best friend, and they and he also managed a lot of the boy bands and girl bands in the uh, in the UK as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, fun fact for you. Well, you I love that. So we've done so we've done UK groups so far. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. five. We've got Westlife. You know all that jazz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, what's <laughs> what's your th- what's your next choice? My, third, it, my it, third one is third. a classic. My third one is a classic. It's Mbop. Oh no! Say that again. It's Mbop. No, I've never yeah. heard that. You know song. they're from my hometown. Are they? Yeah, my brother used to play um, with them. If I could give you a rendition of it. <laughs> I don't know the lyrics still to this day. No, I gotta say, I wrote wrote on my notes here (laughs) (laughs) that I believe this is totally unresearched and I haven't fact checked it at all, but I believe it is the most well known song that no one knows the lyrics to. Like, I don't know a single person that knows the words to that. Those are the words. No, no, no. no, 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 Can you tell me? Mm, No, the verse is actually really deep. Like, it's about heartbreak. I'm pretty sure the the song's about heartbreak. I'm pretty sure it's not. No, okay, okay, well, okay. I don't know. Well, the, I guess we'll you know, know I'm going to Google these lyrics right now. Hold <laughs> okay, on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. While he does that, yes. I'll tell you yes, that. Tell us about as it. As I'm sure you all know, Hanson is three brothers. Yes. Isaac, Taylor, and Zach. Mm-hmm. I was, I was um, Taylor, Team Taylor. And the song initially started as like a background part for another song. They were like, I like that little bop thing as like a kind of doo wop style vocal as yes. a background. And they, it just kind of stuck. Mm. And they decided that it would be a great hook because it just got stuck in their heads. They were also really young when they got signed. They were signed. very young. Like they were, they were prodigy family group. Ten, yeah. Yeah. I think the drummer was like 10 or something. They were babies. They, watching the video clip, yeah, they're baby faces. Really, really yeah. young. But I went to high school with their cousin and I rode the bus with him. Oh, look, another Asabi uh, yeah. story about how she knows famous people. Yeah, oh. Lots of cousin, come on. Yeah, yeah. It's just a cousin. <laughs> I didn't actually know them. I think my brother knew them, but I didn't know them because I had moved to California by the time they were 
Yeah, you were being an actress in California. It. Yes, exactly. I was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, hometown. I'm <laughs> off to the big yeah. city. Yes. <laughs> but, um, so just because we were talking about uh, the lyrics of Umbo, mm. I'm just going to read out a couple of uh, sonnets A dramatic for you. prose, great. Yes. Thank you. So um, you have so many relationships, relationships in this life, only one or two will last. Sounds like a fortune cookie. You go through all the pain and strife, <laughs> then you turn your back and they're gone so fast. This is really deep, guys. Um, so hold on to the ones who really care. In the end, they'll be the ones that are there. I'm pretty sure that that's all like drowned out by some drumming. And when you get old and start losing your hair, can you tell me? But it's in who like will a still tiny care? Voice. It's like in that cutesy little. Yeah. But guys, isn't that so deep? It's very deep. It's very deep. It's, it's yeah. beautiful. For lyrics. And then they just heard. really tie it all together with <laughs> the chorus. And then they tie it. And then, yeah. So can you can you tell me who will still care? Oh, care. Mbap. <laughs> All right? Like, <clears throat> I'd love to get a <clears throat> lyric translation of that. But mm. yeah, so it actually, in the because yeah, I remember reading like a BuzzFeed article or something about how they were like, Hanson's, you would never think that Hanson's Mbop is actually a really deep song. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sort yeah, of thing. That's not the bit that's just no, shame, shame. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. But well, it made them a lot of money. And it, yes. It made, well, yeah, yeah. they made other people a lot of yes, money well, as well. Yes. Like, yes. And yeah. Then, definitely. But that was, I remember, um, in primary school like the girls in our like in my, they were obsessed with Hanson actually mm. my one of my university lecturers who has a PhD in pop music and did her thesis on the breakdown of um uh Pet Sounds of the Beach Boys that was her thesis wow. <laughs> which wow. is yeah, yeah breaking down the entire album um, she she is like an avid fan, avid Hanson fan still to this day wow. her name's JD shout out to JD and <laughs> um, she will still go and see them to this day as adults that's yeah, amazing yeah because they're still like they didn't they, they have a comeback that I didn't. They, I remember in I remember in the early two thousands they had a comeback and they had another one at the end of the and decade. And everyone was like, "You're old now. This is really strange." Yes. One of them was super hot. One of them it was Taylor. like all cut and yeah, like taste yeah. Taylor. I'm telling yeah. you. I'm and then one Taylor. of them looked a bit. bit and bit yeah, <laughs> yeah. But also they're, they're, like you're they're living they're, a hard life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're also super religious families. Well, so they don't oh. believe in contraception. That's why they have so many children. Oh really? Yes. Oh. It's uh, th- like if you got That's all their th- if you got all their children and families together, they look like a Texan cult. <laughs> like I got seven of our children. Like it's just <laughs> That's, you know, it's so funny because I grew up in the same place as them, and you know, look at me, really awesome and cool, and then yes. them. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure they're like more. I think I'm pretty sure they're Mormon or something. Uh, yeah. I don't know. That would fit the look, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. <laughs> yeah. One of those Mormons. They might you know? be. I I didn't know many Mormons in Tulsa, but. It's possible. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, that is. I love that we went on a full handsome tangent. That was a big <laughs> tangent. Let's Amazing. Come back. Let's yes, come back. Bring it back. That Beautiful. was an awesome choice. Yes. Thank, you. Thank you. What's your next um, one? My number four. It's a bit on the nose because it's like an and situation. It's right. a boy band and Mariah Carey. Ah! <laughs> Now, what song by Boys Turner Mariah Carey could you possibly be thinking of? Possibly, I think. It's one sweet day. And oh. I know So great. I gotta say, man, it was fun researching this to just re-listen to all these songs. Yes. Um, so this song held at the time of its number one hitness. Mm-hmm. It held the record for that for 23 years. It for sure the did. longest time running. Wow. I'm still mad about it being broken. 16 weeks at number one. Who broke it? 
uh, that Old Town Road song, the Little Nas. I'm gonna take my horse to the Old Town Road. That's that was like last year it. or two um, years ago. That was last year that the, the record got broken. Wow. Um, yeah. So it was so it was leveled in 2016 with Despacito, Louis Fonzi, mm-hmm. and Justin Bieber. Yeah. And then thankfully Taylor Swift brought out a song and then she went number one straight <laughs> Thank away. <the> Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor saved the record. Thank because, you. Um, Thank but you, yeah, it was. But also, yeah, as Gracie said, it was unbroken for 23 years. Yeah, wow. And also, it was 16 weeks in number one when it was just pure album sales and radio airplay there was mm. no streaming involved yeah wow. nothing at all yeah you know and yeah. i find it amazing that what broke the record i know that's it's strange it sometimes just, that just happens like just well yeah. that, that but that's in. also just like a snapshot of what's happening in the industry because it, yes, because it was yeah. actually streaming that brought um that really took it there mm. also he brought out six remixes of that song yes as well <laughs> so so, so what that's hap- like you know when you just buy a single and it was just like the, the actual Maxi song single. but then the radio edit yes. and then like the rap edition and there yes. was like seven or the smooth edits. vocals ra- yeah. Um, yeah. Edits, yeah. The yeah and there's an edit. instrumental yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes and also with one sweet oh, I, i'm interjecting because i just know this but with also with one sweet day so when they were writing it they were actually because mariah was had um was already writing writing one song and um she was writing about um, a friend of hers that had died from AIDS mm. and, and they were also fear, okay. oh, really oh my god and <laughs> no, they, not totally but, <laughs> but yes and they <laughs> I should and, have known. <laughs> <laughs> Bring um, up Mariah. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the the lead, oh, is it Sean? Or which one um, was writing another song because their road manager had passed away. Mm. And so they would already had already been writing their own songs. So when they came together for their songwriting session, apparently the songs actually sounded really, really similar before what? they even saw each other. Mm. And so they actually recorded it all that day. And then Mariah was like, because they were such a huge boy band at the time, she was yes, like, yeah. if we don't film this now, we're not going to have a video for this song. <laughs> so that's why it's um, recorded in the Hit Factory in New York. Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And because, yeah, it, I was reading that their schedules were just never going to line up. Yep. So they're like, all right, we'll just use that footage. Well, there were two of the biggest acts in the world at that point. Yes. Yeah, too, massive. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, those are my notes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but it did, I'll add one little bit. Yes, the, please the, do. <laughs> the, um, the, the song came out in 1996. Sure and then did. the following year, it was played at Princess Diana's memorial service oh, in 1997. Really? Because, sure I mean, the whole, the whole thing matches it perfectly. It's about yeah. death and, super, and a lot of sadness. Missing the ones that you love. Mm. Um, it was Billboard ranked on the Billboard charts as number nine best charting single of the 1990s. Nice. I believe yeah. it. Mm. It was a hot. It. it was a hot chart. Well, I yeah. remember because I remember I was home after school one day and um we would always in in Australia we watched the ABC Kids like um on Channel Two that was mm. we just called it Channel yeah, Two yeah, yeah. and had yeah, the after school programs and in between one of the shows I remember I don't remember how I. I remember, th- didn't know that, I didn't know the song, but I remember seeing the music video mm. and being just like, oh, because I was only like seven years old at the time. And I was just going, oh, that's a nice song. Like, cause, but I really liked it. And then, to, and then it wasn't until like 10 years later that I was like, oh, it was that song I was watching, like mm. <laughs> kind of thing. When I was like really educating myself on music, it also got nominated for Song of the Year at the Grammys the, 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 a year later. It, but Alanis Morissette sweeped up that yeah, year with, um, the, yeah, with our Jagged, uh, Little Jagged Little Pill. So Mariah was nominated for like all categories and she won zero Grammys that night because of Jagged Little Pill. <gasps> well, Jagged Little Pill well, was pretty yeah, It was pretty big. <laughs> <laughs> So different though. So that's like yeah, a, yeah. yeah. Oh, two <laughs> contrasting sounds. sounds. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, number five. Yeah. My, oh, final, oh my, my final selection. Um, I went all the way back to arguably Granddaddy style. Granddaddy's of not Granddaddy style. Whole different thing. Granddaddy's <laughs> of boy bands. Yes. The Jackson Five, baby. Woo-hoo! Yes. Thank you, audience. <laughs> <laughs> 
Finally. We got Jackie. We got Tito. <laughs> we got Jermaine, Marlon, and Michael. Yes. Nice. Um, and it was their first natural single, I Want You Back. Oh, oh so cute. So good. I mean, I could have picked so the many. The bass but line this, for that. It's just, yeah, it's so epic. Mm. Um, and being covered by so many people, as it should, because it's just such a fun, awesome feeling song. Mm-hmm. Um, it was followed by... Th- they had that as a number one hit, and then the next three songs were all number ones. They just like smashed it out yep. of the park. They had ABC. They had I'll Be There. What was the third one? Have a look at my notes. The Love You Save. All three oh. just like were number ones straight yep. away. So they had four number ones, their first four hits. It's amazing. Super cool. yeah. They're, yeah, they're iconic. They were iconic. Iconic and very, Still one of the most captivating stories of a family mm. that I'm, oh, you know, yeah. in, in history. Yeah. Um, you know, and um, what was it also? Because Michael was the youngest, yeah. Yes, mm. that's yeah. right. Yeah, and mm. he was. Yeah, he obviously had the star power. The, uh, the I know, even the at like the age of five, you see him up there dancing. You're like, damn. I know. Just yeah, so amazing. Schmick. Like, yeah. it's so impressive. I think of me at five, it was like. <laughs> actually, I, I think at five, I ran into a rusty nail. It like went straight into my head because <laughs> I was like being this little like rat bag king running around a store. Yeah. Oh Mom was gosh. like, just calm down. And I, I can was, like, see what? you on and stage. Went straight <laughs> that was me. Are they, a part of, are they a part of the Barry Gordy movement as they well? Are. Yes. yes, they are. Yes, they are because and that song "I Want You Back" was really started the corporation um, of those of Barry Gordy production team and the three writers that wrote that song. Right, um, and that was like the beginning of like because Motown Records had lost their like big writing team because that writing team wanted more monies and they were like nah and so they were yeah. really taking a hit and they didn't really know where to go and then they had this hit song and it just like spurred on it wasn't the holland dozier holland that team. was the that was the first team yeah, yeah. that, that yeah. had H- just H- left H-D-H. yeah because yeah. they did um songs for the supremes and everything they right? did yeah, yeah. yes yeah they were killer like they were absolutely like yeah. and they um, like i think like 10 of the supremes number one hits were written by them that's mm. incredible. So, yeah, they were pretty. So the epic. the new ones, they were um, Perrin, Mazelle, Richards, those are songwriters, ah. and Gordy, like, is the production part yes. of that. The money. Mm. The money. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he's still alive, Barry Gordy. Yeah. Amazing. Is he? Wow. Yeah. Mm. How? He's had a good. He's had a good. He's been touched by an angel, and it's his, worked in his favor. <laughs> I will by say. And Diana Ross. Diana Ross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <exactly. laughs> Reach out and touch. <laughs> uh, quick fun fact about I Want You Back. It was originally called I Want To Be Free oh. and written for Gladys Knight and the Pips. I don't know who they are. Don't are you, you kidding? People. No, I don't. Gladys. All right, don't shame me. Okay, <laughs> this is a safe space. No, it is, no, it is a safe no, space. Um, every, no, every other guest host always has like, because Asaba and I will both have this one. Like, you don't know who that is? <laughs> So Gladys Knight had a really, really great song. Midnight Train to, to Georgia. Georgia. Oh, okay. I didn't yeah, yeah. know then. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, wow. I text these back seats. Okay. Um, but she, yeah, it was originally written for her. And then Barry Gordy heard it and he was like, I think this would be really great for J- the Jackson 5. Dana Ross just brought me these people and I think it'd be awesome. And so they reworked it to this love story that this tween could sing. Mm. About <laughs> yeah. a girl that he never, ever knew was around until somebody else started dating never her. Knew. <sighs> what a never jerk. Knew. Yes. I mean, what's, what's, a, what's a song without trying to steal someone else's boyfriend or girlfriend? Right, I mean, exactly. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it'll sell records. No. <laughs> Number one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what, Gracie? For someone who had their first week on the Shuffology podcast, that is a killer. Thank you so much. Opening five songs uh, (laughs) for uh, for boy bands. 
I know that I can't wait to listen to these songs. Well, <laughs> we're going to have a few more choices soon. So after this break, we're going to hear what Asabi chose. Can a song just objectively be bad? Yes. But that doesn't mean we can't learn from it. I'm Alex Smith. And I'm James Keogh. And on our new podcast, My Songs Suck, we talk to writers and musicians who share with us some of their earlier, less good content and reflect on how far they've come. If you want to get in on the fun, head to That's Not Canon Productions or find us on iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you use. My Songs Suck, because everyone makes mistakes. Just make sure you record them. That's not Gunner Productions podcast. Hello, welcome back. So, Grace, yes, e, Grace yes, E, Gracie yes. e Mac, <laughs> Gracie Mac of the artist Gracie Mac. Yes. <laughs> um, so, at this point, we talk to Asabi. <laughs> okay, yes, you know, I, I'm onto it. I'm onto it. Asabi, yes. hi, Gracie. Hello, so nice to see you. you You're too. looking warm. Oh, thank you. Yes, I've got my little beanie. You're in a plush beanie, yeah. It's yes. Nice. Yeah, it's because I was actually. too lazy to do my hair. That's <laughs> fine. I mean, no one can see us. Yeah, I know. We right. can see each other. I guess Wait, we can see each other. I thought this was filmed. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I thought this was a Big Brother style situation. Yeah. <laughs> You're never leaving. <laughs> you might, you cannot leave until you've filmed, tw- filmed recorded 20 podcasts tonight. <laughs> Tonight, yes. Anyway, so tell me. Yes, you've got a list of songs. I have a list of songs. What do you got on that list? Well, like you, my songs are also um, evoking nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Although the very first song, so I'm I'm doing them in chronological order because I don't know why. For some reason, that just feels good. Yeah. Um, my first song is not a nostalgic song. It's a song that I learned a few years ago. That a so I do a lot of weddings, and the bride and groom requested that we sing this song at their wedding. I'd never heard it before, and I was blown away. It's called Beggin' by Frankie Valli and the Four mm. Seasons. Hey. Yes. 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 I love this song. So it's from 1967, and it's one of their first songs. It's got strings. It's got a kick-ass bass line. Yeah. Um, so this amazing piano riff, hand claps. Everybody knows I love hand claps. Um, <laughs> I feel that it was really ahead of its time for when it was written, 1967. Yep. Mm. And it was super big in the northern soul scene in the UK in the 70s. So it's had a lot of life. It's been covered and used in ads. Um, I think Adidas has used it in one of their ads. And some group called Madcon remade it in 2007 and it gave it a whole new life. Again. Right. Mm, okay. Yeah, so they, they redid the song and they added some rap verse to it as well. I haven't heard it, so I don't know how cool that would be. But I love the song itself, so I think it'd yeah. be really good. Yeah. Was, uh... um, this song sold over 100 million. Or sorry, they, the... Four Seasons sold over 100 million records throughout their career. And, you know, Frankie Valli still tours. He's the only member of the band that still tours and really? performs. Yeah. Mm. So, Did you ever see that musical, Jersey Boys? I never saw Jersey Boys. Really? Yeah, I it saw is. it in the UK, actually. It was pretty cool. Yeah. But, yeah, it was pretty exciting to learn mm-hmm. that history, which I didn't really know much at the time. It was like six or so years ago. Mm. It was out. Yeah. yeah. And the song is in the musical, Jersey Boys. Yeah. Um, Jersey yeah. Boys has been here to in yeah. yeah, I think I saw it. Brisbane a few times. Yeah, I think I saw it, 2014, yeah. 2013. Something. Yeah, and I want to say it was here like a couple of years ago as well. 
or maybe last year it was touring. It, okay. It's touring. It's oh, always it's, it's constantly it's one of my friends yeah. in a F- Frankie Valley tribute show that was touring last year. <laughs> yes, there yeah, was yeah. a Frankie Valley tribute show. I do remember when I saw the musical. I learnt the term "phoned it in." Oh, <laughs> oh really? Yes. I learnt that term. I was like, I don't know. I was like twenty or something. That's but, what um, I do sometimes. I learnt that term because because <laughs> I was telling. I was like, what do you think of the ladies? Like, yeah, I kind of phoned it in. Yeah, uh, which was accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we define for the audience what phoned okay, it in means? Okay, so phoned it in means that you just kind of do a half-ass job. You're not really paying attention. You just yeah. do the minimum that you need to do to get the job done. Right, so my entire career. Okay, right. Cool. <laughs> you're marking it for the dancers in the audience. You're just yes, marking you're it. Just you're just marking. Not, you're yeah. not committed. You're just doing the bare minimum. Oh. Yes, that's exactly right. I'm, I'm that kind of rehearsal. So I'm a phoned in rehearsal. <laughs> yes. And then directors, music producers, whatever, they get so frustrated because like, we want you to do this. And then yeah. it's not because I just, I don't know, it's something about like waiting until like the actual mm. I probably just I, I probably just thrive off the drama of it to be quite <laughs> to be quite well, some people really need that yeah, need yeah. that drive to be like this is now or never yeah, exactly. yeah. Amps them up yeah. it's probably yeah. we could probably mentally unpack that as well but I'll say that for my therapist <laughs> um, it's another podcast yeah. no. so uh, this song was ranked number 16 on the Billboard Hot 100 in its heyday and on a Sabi scale of singability, yes. I give it an eight. Oh, wow. That's a high yes. score. So is, you know, as a matter of fact, a, a lot of the songs, I think every single one of them is an eight on my scale tonight because they're oh, all male songs. Great. Yeah, but high male singers. Yeah, and some of them are high, but then some of them, because I'm a mezzo-soprano, some of them sit right in my range to mm. a degree. Um, some of them are a little too low, which is why none of them are tens because I right. just like I can sing some of it, but then I can't go as low as some of the songs require. Can but I question as yes. a newbie about yes. your scale of singability? Is that yes. just for your own voice? Yes. Or are you like broadening to the world? Uh, singability no, eight. For me mainly. For yeah. yeah. And, and, it's, and it's not based on just the music it's too. Not it's not just yeah. based on the music. It's also based on like how I feel, what memories it evokes. Yeah, you're like yeah. want to sing it. Yes, exactly. Because right. I mean, there's okay. a lot of yeah. really good songs, but I'm like, ah, oh, that's gonna be a three because it's not something I really want to sing. Mm. And then there's songs that I'm like, oh my god, that song's amazing, but it's like a zero <laughs> because <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea what they're saying. I can't even make my mouth move that way. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So mm. great. So that's what's my your, first. Song. What's your number two? Okay. So now my next one. The next three songs. So in our in last week we talked about this new Jack sound new jack swing sound so my Mm. next three choices all come from that new jack swing sound so the first one is if it isn't love by new edition yeah you're both looking at me like who (laughs) i'm trying to recall what it sounds like i've definitely heard if it isn't love why do i feel this way why does she stay on my mind that yeah, this is probably yeah, my yeah, yeah. favorite. I was just joking because I just love to hear you sing. Yeah, you guys have no idea. <laughs> yeah. This is my favorite, favorite new edition song. And, and I'd chosen a couple of other ones that I wanted to talk about. And then this one popped up on the playlist. And I was like, oh, my God, yes. I remember this song, Instant Love. Um, this one is from 1988 from their album Heartbreak. So it's their fifth album. Right. So new edition was formed in 1978 by Maurice Starr. Again, mm-hmm. a hit maker of boy bands and um this song it's new edition is very much 1980s like everything you know you think of the parachute pants the guy walking down the street with the boom box on his shoulder you know the weird the jerry curls all of that like the big hair and crazy colors 
um, completely synthesized sounds. You've got the drum mm. machine. Uh, I love, like, they were really big on harmonies, so these bands could sing, these boy bands that could all did they, sing. With New Edition, did they write their own songs, or did they have I songwriters? I don't think they wrote their I think. Well, mm. no, that's not true. I think they wrote some of their songs, and they right, wrote okay. with teams as well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they were... They were iconic. They were they were kind of like they were formed in 1978. So they were kind of like the answer to the Jacksons, right? right okay. Yeah. So it was just kind of like let's do another thing like similar to this. Yeah. Yeah. And they were huge. They were they had like huge success throughout the 1980s, and they this so they're sort of related to this next group. Because they were mm-hmm. all this next group was also started by Maurice Starr. It's New Kids on the Block. Hey, yes, and so every, you guys all know New Kids on the Block. Sure right? Confirm, we know that. Yes, because <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, <laughs> so Maurice Starr, who created New Edition, also created New Kids on the Block to be the white equivalent, because Oof. this is America and this is what we do. Yes. So mm. New Edition was extremely popular. And it was, you know, we're still sort of navigating this black-white sort of... Um, Post-segregation yeah, sort of thing. Yeah, so, and it's, it's not that long after, like, you know, my high school wasn't desegregated until 1974. That's insane. So, mm-hmm. yeah, right? Holy so, <laughs> mm-hmm. this is, we're, we're still kind of having, you know, like, MTV only plays black music at night, you know, because they don't want to freak out the Midwest. So, Maurice thought he'd just split with New Edition and he thought well let's make a white band that's going to be similar enter New Kids on the Block and so my song for New Kids and I loved New Kids on the Block everybody yep. did they were huge they yeah, were huge yeah. so The Right Stuff hey. you remember that song The Right Stuff uh. and <laughs> as I was watching the video I was like oh yeah I remember this and I looked at how they tried to emulate New Edition like with their look the dance moves, but it still didn't have that same soul. But it was great. It was good. It was a little bit slower, um, not as up tempo. It it was still fun and enjoyable and poppy. It was really yep. poppy and just <coughs> yeah, kind of like yeah. easy to listen to. Um, this song hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100. It was number one in Oz and the UK, number yeah. two in New Zealand on, because mm. New Zealand knew that Bobby Brown needed to be on top. Yes. Um, <laughs> and fun fact, there's a Spanish version version called Autentica, which was number 11 in Spain. So I thought that was pretty funny. Like wow. a different group doing the Spanish version or did they record it in I, bad Spanish I, You or know, something? it didn't say. It didn't, uh. like When I was looking it up, it didn't say whether or not it was re-recorded by them or recorded by another group. It was probably recorded by Menudo. Who knows? Yeah, probably. Um, <laughs> but that brings me to my next song. Yeah. Yes. Um, which is by a little group called Belle Biv DeVoe. Hey. Do you know that one? Devo. Yeah. Devo DeVoe. DeVoe. Belle Biv DeVoe. DeVoe. And they are a splint splinter from New Edition. So they were all in New Edition, the three of them. Oh, right. Yes, yes. Wow, okay. Yeah, so New Edition sort of got wet like a gremlin and spawned out and Johnny Gill. I always wonder what happened to that female gremlin. Yeah. Now, right. I about, now I think about it. What was she about? Yeah. I don't know. It was really, she was the only one. She was like Smurfette, right? Gremlin yeah. But obviously the one that's procreating the gremlins. Well, yeah. no, they all procreate. You just get them wet. I'm going to stop Wait, there. What? I'm just going to stop there. 
when you put water on a gremlin, it multiplies. <laughs> All I heard was procreate and wet. That's the, the, the two words that I heard. Welcome to the biology part of shipology. <laughs> it's all science. That's it's all right. science. No, so new edition, when it's sort of split up in the late 80s, early 90s, it spawned Belle Biv DeVoe, Bobby Brown, and Johnny Gill. So they were all from New Edition. Oh, yes. right. Yes. So that's so this is pre um, L.A. Reid and Babyface. Yes, okay. yes, mm. yes. So this is uh, Terry Jan- Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam. Oh, come on, right? Janet Jackson. That's right. So all that <laughs> yeah. that New Jack Swing. So yes. Belle Biv DeVoe is also New Jack Swing, which is like a mix of pop, hip hop, R&B. Um, they use lots of drum machines, mm. harmonies, because New Edition was known for their singing. So you know, very good singing. So Belle Biv DeVoe, like you listen to Poison. So the song, sorry, is Poison. Yes, great song. Yeah. And yeah. Th- it's it's not really, there is a rap verse in the middle, but it's all sung. Yeah. It's, a, you know, they sing and there's lots of harmonies. And my favorite part of the song is where they say, never trust a big butt and a smile. <laughs> I think that's it's great. So good. That's why I still can't trust Words herself to, to this by. day. Right? She's, she's, got it, she's got it going on. She's got it going on. The donka donk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so this, you know, these these bands sort of took America by storm. Yeah. So um, yeah. this song was certified platinum. And I mean, if you listen to it, it's it's it kind of is like a precursor to thong song, right? And where no, we uh, <laughs> can we talk about that song soon? <laughs> We're talking about what? What did we say? Like thong song had won something at a Grammy. I'll tell you exactly, <laughs> I'll t- exactly what the thong song did. Yeah. Uh, it, actually, Gracie and I oh performed. God, we we, we, we this performed song this song before. Yeah. It's, we did it's, like it's, a it's, stripped it's, back version. Yes, it's it's part of my it's part of my uh, my thing. You know, as a. It's so good, and yeah. he like riffs really hard on the word. <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. I still got the video that I had to give. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Is the Thong Song won the Grammy for, at the 99 Grammy Awards for Best R&B uh, Male Vocal? Yes. Wow. And oh it actually. And, wow. the, and here's the thing now. <laughs> controversial. Mean, you could totally understand what he's saying. Exactly. Yes. But also the Let Thong me Song. See that thong, that thong, 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 thong. But the production of that song is next level. It, believe, yeah. yeah it actually it. is like the foreground to how like. Here we go. Josh is going for the tangent. Um, how uh, what was going to go on we need to a sound our effect for that? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Tangent. It's just yeah. it's just like birds whistling. <laughs> <laughs> and how uh, like that like that era really informed the next part of R and B for the for the two thousands. Yes. Absolutely. Because yeah, right. it's actually a very well produced song. It's just a song that's bullshit. Yeah. Like, exactly. The lyrics. The sen- yeah. Are like, what? All that dress. All, all that dress is scandalous. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, they never can can't handle, handle it. She's yeah, shaking yeah. that thing like who's the ish with yeah. the look in the eyes. So devilish yes <laughs> groundbreaking lyrics she likes to dance at the hip hop spots but she the moves the best bit was the video clip where he just lined up chicks lying down yeah. the yeah. like, oh, no, just disappointed yeah. at what he saw right, right, he, right he before just, like he's an artist yeah. he draws from what he sees um, right before he does cartwheels on the beach the, the, yes. I saw no, I saw Cisco last year and when the thong song came on does no one anything else like what else yeah, no, he, has? he has one song that was bigger than the thong song no it's called <laughs> Cherish I'm pretty sure um, I'll look it up because he was yeah. like, "Did you know?" Because before, because he, he obviously said the song, the thong song for the last song, yeah. and he actually said half through, halfway through his set, he goes, "Do you guys know that I've got one song that was more successful than the thong song?" And we were like, "No." And he was like, "Is this song?" And he sang it. It was amazing. Like, Aww. okay, Cisco is actually a very he's good, a good singer. singer. He's yeah, a very he's good singer. He's really good. okay. He's so good let's show. not talk about Cisco anymore. All and right, go back so. to <laughs> when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. <laughs> Back from the segue. <laughs> how did we get to that segue? Because I was, I was about to explain how Poison hit number three on the Billboard Hot 100. Amazing. Of course. Given, you know, the subject that matter. That Poison. Yes, never trust a big butt and a smile. And America loved it. New yeah. Zealand <laughs> loved it. Australia let it sit at 64. I don't know what y'all were thinking. Um, <laughs> so they make some Wait, what year did yeah. it come out? What year did it come out? <laughs> Sorry. Poison. Uh, it came out in 1990. So in 1990, we are probably still listening to John Farnham. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's me. still true today. Yeah. Yes. Whis- that's exactly. Whispering Jack. <laughs> Whispering Jack is probably still number one. <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure there's another farewell tour coming up. Um, anywho. Oh my goodness, I'll so have a laugh question. Question yes, question yes, 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 yes. I want to bring it back. Yes. Let's, let's, let's so those down. three, I'm very impressed by the um, fluidity of those three choices. Yes. Um, what is the a timeline of that? Is it they just like straight after each other like they just form the next one and then form the next one or is there a Pretty, couple of years in between so uh new edition new edition like i said from 78 to about 90 ish um but bobby brown new kids on the, the block then, right? was 1988 yeah. so that's when maurice broke with new edition right. and then okay, right. bell biv devoe was 1990 so right okay. around the time that new yeah. edition split up so yeah they're all kind of back mm. to back mm. Um, what was I doing at that time? I was in middle school, hanging out in Japan, doing crazy stuff, you know. Um, it used to be a podcast just about Asabi stories. <laughs> like, you need your own <laughs> podcast, girl. It's like, what were you doing in Japan? Eating octopus. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, anyway. Um, and my this brings us to my last Your song, time. actually. My final song, which is... <laughs> just following that timeline one year like this is this is probably the only time I ever listened to boy bands I think is really what happened it's a good era to be listening to boy it, bands yeah it's yeah, fantastic these are like oh, amazing songs so my last song is a group that Grace has already mentioned Boys to Men mm-hmm. yes, Motown Philly oh, Motown Philly was Boys to Men's first hit it's their debut song um, back in 1991, off their Cooley High Harmony album. Mm-hmm. Again, these boys are just masters of acapella and yes. harmony and singing. So um, this song, like the breakdown in the middle of the song, is an acapella. And it's just like, it's so much fun. It's just a fun song yeah. to hear and to sing along to. Um, again, with that new Jack Swing sound, this hit. Three on the Billboard Hot 100. Amazing. It's like a mix of R&B and doo-wop. It was written by Michael Bevins from Boy Bib- from oh, sorry Bell Bib DeVoe. So and he oh, has okay. a yeah. you know so they're all kind of like they they actually give a shout out when they say Boys to Men ABC BBD. That's the East Coast family. So that's oh, all of them, yes. right? So another bad creation. Bell Bib DeVoe, Boys to Men. Um, they spent 50 cumulative weeks on the Billboard Hot 100, so they're fourth behind Elvis, The Beatles, and Mariah. Oh, wow. who? Yep. So Good say that one more time. Mariah. Yes. <laughs> 
That's my favorite button. Queen of the 90s. Same, same. It's a great one. So those are, and again, like all of these songs were number eight on Asabi's scale of singability. Like there, and if I had a dance, if I had a scale of danceability, they'd be number tens. Oh, (laughs) that should be another scale. Scale of danceability. Scale of danceability because you like, I was literally every single one of these that popped up. I was like, oh my God, yes, yes, yes. And my housemate's (laughs) like, what are you doing? What are you listening to? And then she started dancing. We just had a little dance party this afternoon. It was so Uh good. I gotta say one sweet day. Just to bring it back to that. Mm. That danceability is, it's 10, but it's like a sad It's a slow dance. dance. Oh, it's like a alone with, and you're with a bottle of wine yeah. yes. and the bottle of wine is your partner and you're just yeah. swaying. <laughs> and I do have some honorable mentions oh, as please well. Give oh, us yeah. Some yeah. So yeah. End of the Road. Which oh, is yes. Boys to Men, which was a couple of years before so One good. Sweet Day. That was my high school graduation song. 94? Oh, such yes. a good song. Oh, I got it right. Yes. <laughs> and like that was our song that like we went around singing that song all that's so good oh. our graduation song was that graduation was song it, mm, what yeah. vitamin c <laughs> yeah it was so lame so As lame we go. and it's like <laughs> they did that for every year for like 20 years oh my that's god that's good. so much better i love vitamin c too better. but not that song can i tell you my um, graduation song you yes sure can. what is it it was ain't no matter high enough oh that's pretty good the sister act 2 version oh yeah yeah um, all right that's that's not it of it's course, I le- I, I yeah, led that okay. choir. I had to t- no no. <laughs> so I was full Sister Mary class. I had to teach the, my year the song, harmonies, and also was the lead singer of the song as well. Get it? Is there I video? Was, <laughs> pardon? Is there video? I want to see this. The, I do have a graduation DVD somewhere. It's probably my parents' archival antique road show collection. Yes. So, yeah, sort of thing. <laughs> Did you push in anyone's stomach and make them sing amazingly? Because <laughs> if you didn't, are you really? You know working? what? I probably did do like something the, ah! along those lines. <laughs> That's so oh good. It's <laughs> my favorite part. Sister Mary Robert. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, no, I think I did something along those lines of like a voice lesson in between, like yeah. in between teaching this. Yeah. Oh my god. Isn't gosh. that hilarious? So good. It's painful. I had big balls back so then. So that was that's one honorable mention. Yes. My other one. Um, so a couple of new edition songs, Mr. Telephone Man. Oh, yes. Choice. Now you'll have to listen to the. I'll post these on the Facebook page because yes. they're just yes. the sound coming out of Ralph Tresvant's voice mouth is so baby. Mm-hmm. It's like so like uh, 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 like it's it's just cutesy, and I forgot that that's what he sounded like. I mean, this is the early eighties. Um, <laughs> cool it now is another one. Right one. New edition. New edition. Love it. Um, feels good. Tony, Tony, Tony. Oh. <laughs> Love that song. And that's another like another ten on the scale of danceability. Oh, um, not the singability, the danceability. Yeah, danceability. Dance yeah, ability. I didn't. Yeah, no. Like they're all eights on the scale of singability. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you they're all eights. But that. yeah, tens on danceability scale. <laughs> Lovely. Um, that's it for me. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. Love it. So yes. I was. Ki- that was a great list. Thank you. And it was very. Um, I feel like mine was all over the shop, and yours was so good. Anyway, well, it was that's the, fine. They were all very close that's for, together. That's for apart from the. Yeah. I should share that outside of the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is I've got to be together space. to the audience. <laughs> Gracie, this is a safe space. You Thank can do whatever you, you like. Exactly <laughs> right. Exactly right. All right. Well, we're going to take a short break now that you've heard mine and Gracie's choices, and then we're going to come back to hear what Josh has to say. Mm-hmm. 
So what mountain were the stones in the walls of this specific monastery mined from exactly? Wait, can my character take a dump? What's the governmental structure of every town in this entire Which magic using class is like the most attractive? How do these people know how to make tunnels under their town when all they do is farm Why does the genie always me? refuse to make people fall in love with me? Like, if who hurt poison him? rules are the same for every player race, does that mean they all have can the my same character digestive have a pet? system? Ooh, can that pet have a pet pet? Are your players asking too many questions? Do you really know how your world works? Don't you wish there was a podcast that made this whole thing easier? Come on over to Dungeon Deep Dive, your favourite fantasy world-building podcast. Whether it's tabletop RPGs or creative writing, we do the research so you don't have to. Find us on your podcatcher of choice or on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram on at Dungeon Deep Dive. And welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> I was just enjoying the music. Uh, you're listening to Shuffology. My name is Asabi, and I'm here with the wonderful Josh Devetta hey. and our new Shuffologist, Gracie. Abrupt cheers here. And today we are talking about boy bands. Love it. So we've just heard from myself and Gracie, and now we'd love to hear, Josh, what you have to say about boy bands. I have lots to say about boy bands. Yes. <laughs> uh, now, we all know that I love girl bands, and we've already determined that I have my doctrine in girl bands. Yes, correct. So, if anything, I probably am still doing my, uh, my th- still writing my thesis when it comes to, the bo- to, to my boy <laughs> band's choices. So, we're not as qualified. Um, lots of information, but still not as qualified. Um, now, what I've done is I haven't done anything that's chronological. I've just gone, these are my favorite songs. Let's go for it. <laughs> sort Do of it. thing. Right. Um, first off the bat, I... I guess I'll start off chronologically in the sense of this will be the oldest song in my list. Um, I don't know if you've heard about a little group called The Temptations. <gasps> hey, what, oh, what? Just what? Yes. <laughs> that, old that, uh, that old chestnut. <laughs> and they had an amazing, and I would call it an iconic song actually, uh, called My Girl. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Now, this is all part of that Motown, mm-hmm. Berry Gordy movement that was happening uh, where, you know, they were really trying to sell, uh, you know, I guess uh, black culture to white people. But, but like, like yeah. dress them up and make them just like diamond superstars. We're is still th- trying to do that. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how times have not changed, but they have and they haven't. Uh, well, it's a different podcast. But um, uh, with that end, so this was their uh, f- uh, first number one single. Which is amazing, and don't forget that like back then to get a number one single as a black group is a huge thing. Huge like you're, you're yes. breaking ground. It's We've massive. talked about Labelle when they went number one just for one week with Lady Marmalade. Mm. That would have been huge. They would have celebrated that one that every day, seven days. Yes. They would have celebrated. Yeah, yeah, every, every day. day. <laughs> because because it's because of because of segregation and how they had different radio stations. We still do have different radio stations now, but disc jockeys like you really had to like really convince them to play this music yeah. on the air and yes. everything like yes. that. And this was a song that was uh, co written by Smokey Robinson who yeah. basically wrote and co-wrote nearly the whole Motown movement yes, uh, he did. along yeah. with um, HDH and uh, what's the other group that Dinah well, we were just talking about them before oh um, the um yeah, the corporation. The corporate, yeah, that's yeah. the one. And so with that, this song has been covered three million times. Also, if you're in a corporate weddings band or anything like or anything Ooh. like that, like corporate yes. events, you are singing, you are singing this song. In fact, if you don't yeah. sing this song, you um the the agent is taking a uh, 30% retainer and you know, not 10. <laughs> I have, I've only had to sing this song once and it was just recently. Really? Yes. I've never been asked to sing the song. That's As a matter of fact, it. when we were learning it, we were like, why? But I have sung it 
it like Adelaide Fringe and other places. All, all, all like those kind of things. I've, I've played a lot in a lot of places. Like in the one of the bands I play in, I was on the string solo on the yes. instrumental mm, part, yes. and my iPad died <laughs> as I was meant to be reading it, and I was <sighs> like, "Oh, do I know this off by heart? No." Oh and gosh. so it was just like this very poor man's attempt at like. Just like, just like slow. It was so bad, so bad. But they didn't care. They were really drunk. Yeah. But, and then um, we yeah, found out right? that Barry Gordy just happened to be at that event that <laughs> <Yeah>. night. <laughs> Grace has been cancelled by Motown. <laughs> and that song came out in '64, by yeah. the way, with that mm. song. And like for me, you know, um, I love songs that are musically enticing to my, you know. Uh, the harmonies are beautiful. Mm. The arrangement is beautiful. Mm. So um, lovely, you know, yeah. it really was. I actually compared this to the way that the Supremes had their sound, where it just was lightened up. Mm. Um, you know, you wouldn't think that you were listening to four. Uh, like soulful uh, black men, you know, yes, in, the, in that way. Yes. Um, you know, they really, it's a well articulated song. Um, I love, I, I just think that uh, even just the, the way that, that they come into the verse is just so beautiful. It's a beautiful I've song. got sunshine. Like just yeah. so, like a yeah. cloudy day. Like it, that's yeah. really, really stunning to me <laughs> personally. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's, a, so that's my first choice. Beautiful. And, um, beautiful. Now I wanted to move up just a couple of years, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, specifically to 1990. Now, oh, I call no. these people the uh, direct POC competition to boys to men. <laughs> oh, okay. And they are a group called All for One. And they had, yes, yes, yes so All yes. for yeah, One. I remember these guys. Um, they basically were more like a, uh, I guess they had like a, a couple of Latino people in this group and, mm. a, and a black guy. And, a, yeah, and so it was like another multicultural. multicultural group. They're the and black eyed peas. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Except Fergie was not. They didn't have anybody doing a jazz, well, sexy Black version of National Anthem. Didn't have a woman in the beginning. Yeah. But okay. <laughs> no, no, and, uh, no. And early, actually, early Black Eyed Peas stuff is amazing. It, it was is. real. Yeah, social. Very good. Pre-Fergie. Yeah, yeah, yeah pre-Fergie. Like, yeah, like Fergie was the second like woman that they had. Too. Yes. Yeah. And, 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 oh, now, and, the, and they have a totally yeah. different girl now as well. Um, yeah. uh, the Black Eyed Peas played at this festival, the the um R&B Fridays festival. Recently. And, uh, last year, just in November. Oh, this is Janet yes. Jackson was the headliner. Yes. And they were on just before Janet, and they had this um, girl that they found in like the villages of the Philippines. As you do. And she, I'm like, they don't need Fergie. <laughs> Yeah. Now, well, Fergie for that group in the mid 2000s was the perfect person, like was. just that yeah. strong, sexy female mm. girl. Yeah. But they don't need her anymore. No. It's all good. No. And no. anyway, so back to uh, um, All for One. Sorry. <laughs> um, so they had, they covered, an, um, this, and this is actually one of the quintessential wedding songs called I Swear. Yes. yes. I Swear. Yes. Yes. So Did they also do in the stars in the sky. And they had yeah. another great song called I Can Love You Like That. I can. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the, like, just really. Really, really trying studying to be every boy in the boy band. Yes, if you see my acapella videos, I was just trying to do all of it once. Just so really, really great. I'm also, I'm pretty sure. Just this. Sorry, I'm just going to quickly check my facts. Is um, it Awful One's cover was a number one hit in numerous countries. So yeah, um, it was originally this this country. It was actually a country song. We've actually had a lot of that where it was a country song first and became like a huge uh, pop yes. hit. We've yes. had a lot of those in our podcast. We have, um, and this was number one like every. I think it even was. I think it was in the top ten in Australia. Like it was a. It was and as I said, it became a quintessential wedding song. Yes, just yeah. like um, because you loved me, Celine Dion. Yeah, uh, from this moment on, Shania Twain. Like yes. there's those like quintessential. Yeah. Yes. Like you just go, oh, this is my seventh wedding I've sat in. And I've sat through the exact same song, mm-hmm. <laughs> walking down the aisle. 
Anyway, so yes, yeah, so that's my second choice. I just think Beautiful. they're great. Um, really, really great. I can't wait yeah. for, for it to be on the playlist, actually. I'm really, really excited. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Which is really, really cool. And you know, they're all from Mojave, California, which I used to do projects for the Air Force Base out there. So mm. A great another sub story hey. that just like shits all over my story. <laughs> <laughs> the story is like, I paid to go to a festival. Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> I paid with thousands of other people. I paid VIP price to scream at Janet Jackson. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, but she, that, like, was that video of you? Was that a Janet Jackson? Remember that video when you're just losing your shit? Oh. It's so it's so <laughs> hold adorable. Up, hold up. So um, story time with Uncle Josh. Um, I had no idea I was being filmed. I know, and, it's, it's yeah, so great. And it's so I'm great. there in the crowd. I was actually quite close to the front too. Yes. And Janet's like, she's got like a spoken word thing happening. Like, this is a story about control. It's so epic. Yeah. Like that. Anyway, and I didn't know where she was coming from. And so you could, all I'm doing, you see, the, I'm just going. <laughs> he's like, he's like, if he was to do a full body swoon, but, <laughs> but still, still be awake. Wait. That's what it was. Yeah. The entire time. It's like, <laughs> so sweet. And then it's finally, so when I realized where she was coming from, I screamed. Yeah. Oh yeah and, and then um, we went, my friend that went with me, we went to dumplings after she goes, Hey, watch this. And she brings her phone over and I'm watching her going, no Oh my God, that's like, what I looked like. Yeah, exactly. So funny. Oh, actually I was, I was, my makeup was beat to death actually. So I wasn't too mad about it, but it was just like, Oh, the, that's probably the most genuine thing that's been on the inside of me ever. Actually. That's amazing. Uh, it's really so cool. real, like yeah. watching like, the love for this Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, because I've never seen Janet before in my life to that yeah. point. So I was, oh. yeah. Which is really cool. I know that you saw her back in yes, the... back at my Samba <laughs> Control yes, tour. Thank exactly. Or the Rhythm Nation. Sorry, I saw the Rhythm Nation See, tour. that's just insane. Oh, that that's amazing. amazing. It was epic. Yeah, anyway, was, sorry. Sorry, that's all right. Totally I've got yeah. a third choice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you... Yeah, it's because apparently I have to contribute music to this playlist. Yeah. <laughs> at least five. Yeah, at least five. Um, so with this, um, I... This is another country song that so there must be something about country songs that get given to boy bands or to, just black people. Or, yeah, it's, oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, um, now, um, so if you remember a guy called Nicola Shane, oh, who yeah. was married oh, to yeah. Jessica Simpson mm-hmm. for yes. a bit, he was Chicken in a boy band sea. called Ninety Eight Degrees. Yes. Now their their quintessential song is a song called "I Do Cherish You." Yes. And it goes, "I do cherish, cherish you, you to the death of the yeah." What it's another, mm-hmm. uh, this is also another quintessential wedding song yes, as well. Yeah. Um, so schmaltzy. Like yeah, it, just, it, is, it is schmaltzy. Yeah. This is like rom-com. Like, uh, it's actually, so just dripping in like just the disgusting song. love. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sorry. This is from a rom-com, this song. It's in um, Notting Hill. Oh, <laughs> yes. yeah, right. of course. Yeah. Yes. Um, so with that, yeah, so a, a country co- a country song that turned into a pop cover, 98 Degrees actually got a number one hit with Mariah Carey in the year 2000. Really? From oh. her Rainbow album, she had a song called Thank God I Found You. Oh, yes. And it featured 98 Degrees yep. and Joe. That, yep. was the whole, that was the whole thing. So mm. the, so they needed Mariah to get number one. That's mm. another story else again. <laughs> uh, which is cool. So uh, why do I love this song? Because nostalgia. So yeah. most, I think, the common theme for us probably choosing these songs has been nostalgia because boy band culture is it goes through its cycles it'll be really hot for a minute or for a couple of years and then it dies and then then it takes another manager to be brave enough to put another boy band into the world similar to girl bands essentially which leads really really well into my next two choices because they're kind of they really really work in tandem with each other so I um, put up I I put into the uh, playlist a song called Everybody Brackets, back streets, back. Yeah. I tell you what, when I first heard on the radio the word sexual, 
I was like, oh. It's it's so freeing singing that as a 12-year-old. But his... uh, his attack on the k- of sexual yeah. is just brings it in. It is so um, good. The, now let's talk about okay. So let's talk about the Backstreet Boys. Let's talk about the Backstreet I mean, Boys. There's the hot one. There's the funny yes. one. <laughs> and now, there's er, now, the kind of bad boy. Now everyone that I knew loved Nick Carter. Like he was everyone. like yeah. he like, was the baby. He was the baby because he, he but actually, he was like, he was like twelve. Yeah. Like, well, no, 14, um, he went, yeah, when they when he first went into boy like, back when they were unsigned, etc. Yeah. And um, oh, what's the one because the, one of them has actually got like. Like a paralysis in his throat now when he can't sing properly. Bro- yes. Brian, yeah, Brian. Yeah, Brian. He oh. actually had to sign to be his legal guardian for a lot of the trips. Oh, Brian was my yeah, favorite. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then AJ mm. as well. AJ's yeah. But AJ's the bad boy. And, and he had like, you know, the porn like stash he had sort of the thing. Go-to yeah, the so go to thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're just cool. Now, this song, uh, Everybody, Backstreet's Back, is a moment in pop culture. Now, Huge, in the yeah. sense of now we've uh, introduced to the sound of Max Martin, who was a huge producer of this particular sound. Mm-hmm. Also, um, did um, stuff for Britney Spears. Like he wrote "Baby One," hit me, baby, one more time. Like mm-hmm. this was, but this is pre-Britney. So, because yeah. um, Brit- it, it's, it's only just though ninety ninety seven. So about a year and a half before um, "Baby One More Time" came out. So mm-hmm. with that. Um, yes, because um, you wouldn't think of this, but the album for this only came out '98 as well. Okay, I was about to say because yeah. I was in—I yeah, had okay. just come back from Japan. Oh, I, always, I always hit the microphone okay. every episode. <laughs> like, it's just tradition. It. Don't do it. I remember when I—I just come back from Japan and I had never heard of the Backstreet Boys or Britney Spears, and everybody yes. was like, "You need to hear this shit. What's going mm-hmm. on right now?" And I was like, mm. "Why are children taking over the airways?" Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was all down to this producer Max Martin, who from who is a, he's from Sweden, mm. and bringing out this new sound that yes. was basically just going to inform what was going to go on for the next couple of years. Yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. now Backstreet Boys actually are very talented mm. they were a harmonizing group yep yeah. but then once once it was located that they were they had this look and this charisma they went from harmonizing group to juggernaut pop stars yes. uh, sort of yeah. thing yeah. um all so the this particular song it was the third single from their from their album from their debut album and it was this like really like we hadn't heard pop music like this yet where we had this like um, really deep synth bass riff sort yeah. of and the yeah. music video was all inspired by Thriller as well yes, so it was yes. a, so they really really just referenced Thriller and put it into this music video like I still love the dancing mummies yeah. Um, yeah. the vamp like coming out of the vampire coffin like oh I'm, just, I'm there <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing um, they also like went so that was for the, and then when they had their, their follow up album Millennium that was the next level, like yes. with um, larger yeah. than life yes. and um, show me the meaning of being lonely. I want it that way. Oh, like yeah. it was just. A <laughs> I think I own both of those albums, actually. Oh, I, yeah. I believe it because yeah. I think everyone had it, and it was. All, and I've talked. I remember if you harken back in time to the very first episode we ever recorded, because I talked about the Backstreet Boys back then. We hadn't seen this merchandising before yes. of like you know girls line, lining up for kilometers down the street mm. outside a CD store just to get the new album or yep. the new single, yep. like this 
like whole like new level of Beatlemania, so to speak, that was like just mm. take like girls with this like because that's what it was marketed. It was purely marketed to teenage girls, yes. basically, yeah. um, and, and their, young and, adult women, yeah, and their hormones. <laughs> it was marketed towards their hormones, <laughs> and you know, and and these and being and you know, just like we talk about with girl bands, where there was some something for everybody in the group. You know, oh, I like Nick because he's cute. Or I like Adrian because he's yeah. a bad boy, and like all yeah. these, all these different mm. things, mm. and just um, all um, they were managed by this guy called Lou Perlman. Yes. Now, the Lou Perlman story, I I, sh- I suggest anyone that's listened to the podcast to go on YouTube and watch this documentary because it is fascinating <laughs> how mm. this like airplane carrier guy from like Midwest of America was responsible for, for this pop culture phenom because yep. um, he then ended up signing another group called InSync, which is Woo. my fifth choice. And the song is called Bye Bye Bye. Oh, love One it. Of my, um, Isn't it just? It is. Uh, what is it? Uh, just hit me with the truth. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's the one. Another Max Martin production. Yes. Um, was it? Uh, but it ain't no lie, baby. Bye, 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 bye. bye, bye. Yes. Oh, that was really good, guys. <laughs> I forget we that we can all sing. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> sort of thing. And just, uh, again, as I said, um, so what was really, really interesting is that any songs that the Backstreet Boys declined, Lou Perlman gave them to, the, to NSYNC. Oh, no way. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. sloppy seconds. Exactly. Now, NSYNC is responsible for uh, Justin Timberlake. Yep. Yeah. Um, also, another guy called Wade um, Robson Robson. Mm. Uh, well he choreographed for the the group but um, they also had another guy what's his name he ended up um, he was he was he wasn't he was in the closet then he then he came out Um, oh um, what's his name He's really country. I'll have to think about it. I forget. I'm just having a blank because I'm just like, say boy bandy right now. Um, (laughs) In that sense. And anyway, they were there to compete with the Backstreet Boys. Yes. Basically, because they were so huge. And Lou Pell was like, how am I going to get another group that's going to be this motivated to try and be successful? Is this group, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. But he was managing both of them. He was managing both. And he would create lies. Like, did you hear that the Backstreet Boys said this about you? Oh, then he go to the Backstreet Boys. Did you hear that Instinct said this about you and started this uh, fake oh, rivalry so between the groups? That's like a, it's like having like putting your children against each other. Well, that's exactly <laughs> what he wanted to do because yeah, he wanted yeah. to cre- he wanted them to be so focused on being number one yeah. that he wanted to create lies between his own oh, acts. Yeah. And as I said, so any songs that the Backstreet Boys said no to, Instinct would take them. They would go number one. Yeah, they would d- they would turn down gigs because they were getting overbooked. Mm. He'd give those gigs to Instinct, and then they would get this this huge coverage. Um, you know, um like wow. television coverage things like that mm. incredible when it came down so they had been touring for the better part of two years mm. now when it came down they had they had barely seen a cent in their bank account mm. basically just their allowance that they were allowed to be given so they were like and then apparently they were, um, Lou Perlman was going to give them like their big like check reveal um, you know this is all the money you've been earning and everyone's like oh like it's got to be at least 10 million dollars like sort <laughs> yeah. of thing yeah. $1,000 not, not far so really? they, they he presented the checks like in a in a plate with the with you know like the old school oh, like, yes, where yes. you like lift the lid yes and it was a check for ten thousand dollars each that's wow. messed up I can't believe yeah, yeah. that he presented like that as well like just totally gaslighting them yeah, into he, thinking he, he that to- that's yeah, a lot of money absolutely, for them absolutely, mm. absolutely. Mm. and yeah. just and just as really so yeah, watch the documentary but also like. Wow. When you look at like that we, that merchandise pop culture boy band thing, mm. like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC at the beginning of the next millennium were it. Like yeah, that was yeah. like there was no bigger no, like, were bigger groups yeah. at the mm. time. I remember <laughs> almost. I remember when No Strings Attached came out, which is NSYNC's album. Yes, yes. Like I remember just like going, Mom, I really really want this album. 
she was like, why? Because I just want it. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. I know other reasons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, we weren't allowed to listen to secular music at the time, so begging my mum for right. a secular album was just right. like so, like you know, um, s- such rebellious uh, behaviour, <laughs> uh, sort of thing. And so, I guess like, you know, we're, you know, we're talking about nostalgia. I'm talking like when I think about this snapshot in time, like '97 to 2001, like it's a frozen moment in time to me because we uh, we haven't really, we, we've seen some of with like One Direction and BTS these days, mm. where yeah. they definitely have this success but it's not that it's it's um, not this palpable thing because we don't see like um, we don't go to a CD shop and see a big cutout of NSYNC and yeah like, that's right like that was all mm. part of the mania mm. of it all now it's all just social media which is fine mm. but yeah but like I just think that and also like Bye 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 is a really well written pop song yeah it's very like, good like from the musicianship to the hook of the vocals to the, the way that it's sung so yeah like exactly yeah. right yeah. and also um, and them dance moves mm-hmm. yes and the they all so good and, and also labels don't invest in groups and develop them anymore they want them to be like ready to go as soon as you yeah. sign them Exactly. So, but and so they actually had like pop star boot camp and boy band boot camp, mm. and they would be like, you know, uh, we call it the Beyonce exercise, where you're on the treadmill and you have to sing while you're on the treadmill. I used that to that do that. All that, so that you yes. have your breath control, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so, like, you know, th- this is not just. So this was about like presenting this image that this was a really successful multi million dollar boy band when really they were just getting ten thousand dollars. Yes, that's right. At the end, at the end, exactly. All that hard work, and you can, and, and you look at their looks they got the exact same looks yeah they got the, like um when millennial like even though like they had different um like colors like the whole five band thing and like having them all standard like exactly yeah, yeah, the yeah, same yeah, yeah. you yeah. know they mirrored each other um instinct has some great other songs where like it's gonna be me and um yeah. oh, what's that one oh I'm having a blank again um, but and also like they would win all the Teen Choice Awards and mm. the Nickelodeon Awards and the yeah, music yeah, yeah. video yes, award, like yes. the VMAs all that kind of stuff because their demographic was just so specific yeah. because they found like you know these people like these people found power in teenage teeny bopping we used to remember the word teeny, teeny bopper yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. and um, and, but, and making and but like these girls are convincing their parents to spend their money yes. <laughs> on yeah. them yeah. like it's really really interesting in that way I've got a couple of honourable mentions yes, if you don't please. mind yes, yes, yes. Um, now I have um, Boys to Men as well <laughs> with <laughs> uh, On Bended Knee if you, uh, it's a really really stunning song are we, yes it's yes. a great song um, also Rule the World by Take That Take That is Robbie Williams yes, original was, boy band I was con- questioning whether I'd use Take yes. That or not but yeah because the UK yeah. again always has Massive. boy bands they had another boy band called Blue and they had that mm. song called All Rise one for the money and the yeah. free ride it's two for the lie that you ah. denied All Rise so that's how I learned um, lawyerism, obviously. Right, okay. That and How to Get Away with Murder with Viola Davis. <laughs> Love that show. Love that show. Um, also, the Jonas Brothers, Burning Up. So that was a uh, that was a song. Yeah. They actually performed it with Stevie Wonder back in the Grammys in two thousand and nine. It's a really good moment. Um, also, uh, <laughs> the Village People. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. We was yeah with YMCA is like they are definitely a boy band. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, so yes. they, and yeah. the Village People were so important because back then people were so scared to be themselves that they thought, oh, we had to have these like really masculine stereotypes like a fireman, yes. yeah, yeah. And, I remember and, reading and, about and, that, and um, tradesmen, all that kind of stuff. And the yeah. Village People flipped it and made it camp as, as hell. Yes, and they going, did. no, this is also can be feminized as well and that's mm. why they're so important to queer culture and things like that um also um modern day so we've talked about bts yeah. uh five five uh, five seconds of summer oh yeah, yeah. little aussie band little aussie band yeah. yes and also i've put um well, i did mention one direction yes. the only song that i can even 
palette, like put on my palette uh, by One Direction. I'm impressed. Is a song called <laughs> One Thing. And it goes, um, you've got that one thing, so get up, get up, get out of my life. Yeah, yeah. I remember um, someone, a friend of mine showed me Still My Girl. Yes. And I was like... That ain't nothing. But then I just started listening to it a lot. Yes. Like, <laughs> it was like, I was, that's yes. I was going through a breakup. And she's like, seriously, listen to Steal My Girl. It's fucking great. It is good. And it's like, Aww. everybody want to steal my girl. Yes. Everybody want to take her heart away. It's real pumpy. It's it a pumpy real, And also, but, and, and, yeah. and they can I mean, sing. Like, I will give it to they them. Can they can definitely yeah. sing. But um, I got to, like, it, I don't know if it's how much it is to do with um, not being part of my that generation more that it's marketed to yes. and it not being like my thing anymore yep. but it's like I just feel like so many of the songs they're just the same like yes. I don't feel they any flavour from yeah, them yeah. Yes, whereas exactly. Backstreet I did but I don't know if that's like I don't know. Well, it's hard to say like how influenced that is by my I own. think it's interesting to be a little bit older and look at it like from a complete third party who's not really interested in the marketing so you yeah. go mm, yeah okay so there has to be a reason why this is successful it can't just be mm. marketing like, yes, yes we do have a brain we do know it's not like subliminal messages in the music like on Josie and the Pussycats movie like <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. oh god <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah all that kind of like it has to be more than that so I listen to it and go it's really just a still the usual boy band formula but yeah. it's the music of the times yeah as well yeah, yeah that, definitely and so some of the music of today I'm just like oh yeah, it doesn't really do it for me. Am yeah. I now old? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Um, but um, yeah, so it's really, really interesting to like, um, you know, see all the different phenoms that have happened in history and go, yeah. it really came down to the demographic. It truly, truly Absolutely. did, which yeah. is really, really cool. Well, there are all my choices and my honorable Fantastic. mentions. I love it. Beautiful. All right, so we're going to take a short break before we come back with our favorite segments. Woohoo! Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Am I not supposed to talk? No, you're fine. <laughs> I, was, I was just having a bit of a confusion. Yeah. Oh, like, sorry. Okay. What's our favourite segment? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> was that your way this day when we, we oh talked my gosh. about So our favourite segment. Well, sorry, it's actually... I mean, I'm going to find out. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> I think we did inform you to choose this, but you probably didn't realise how it was going to happen into the show. Okay. Exactly. Um, so this is my favourite time of the week. It's Asabi's favourite time of the week, and that is... It's, it's a, a flop. flop. <laughs> All right. Okay, okay, so okay. we've obviously gone very extensive <laughs> and talked about our favorite boy band songs all damn long, damn night long, whatever it is, all damn night. Uh, and now we also add three songs in this particular genre or movement or whatever you want to call it that we weren't vibing, we weren't feeling it because with the good has to come with the bad. The yin and the, the yang. The yin and the yang. Mm. The sugar with the salt. Mm. Also the sugar the with the- The baby with the bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> The um, <laughs> Nutella to the plastic wrappering. Ew. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Getting super, yeah, yeah, okay, super meta. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I live metaphysically, and sometimes I'll say something and go, this is the right audience. This <laughs> not it. It's not right. You know? The salt to the caramel. <laughs> <laughs> Which is great. So yeah. um, I always ask my fellow chefologists, you know, what their flop is. So mm. we'll go. We'll start off with Asabi so Grace understands what's going on. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we, we were just... Talking about this band, and I tend to mislabel them as Wrong Direction. I don't know. It just, just rolls so right off the tongue. Yes. It just <laughs> <laughs> so One Direction, and the song that I'm choosing as my flop is "What Makes You Beautiful." That song. I agree. Just, I agree. Do you I not agree that this beginning of the song sounds like Summer Nights from Greece? A little Boom. bit. 
Boom, boom. Yes. Boom, boom. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, it's just, I, I find well, that that's like the beginning of a Spice Girls song to Wannabe. Don't, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. But I don't, I don't know oh, yeah, what it is. it is about this band. I just don't like them. I, I mean, uh, it's not that I don't respect them because I respect every artist, obviously. Yeah. You know, like I, I and I revere their success too. Exactly, yeah. and I, and you know, like I'm not a huge Britney Spears fan, but God, I respect the hell out of her for what she's done. I can't wait for the Britney Spears episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going with that. Um, but <laughs> I just, I'm I just n- like, I was struggling because boy bands for me, all the ones that I know and love. that's just all I know and love Mm. and I'm like what boy band do I not like and it took a minute before I was like oh because they're just completely not in my mind but yeah what about the song specifically do you have something about or it's just like I just don't like any of their stuff I find with that (laughs) song I remember I think watching a film clip or something and being like on the beach yeah yeah, is it on the it's beach? on the beach, yeah. And I was like, this is, I felt, I was like, this is embarrassing. The level of like low, like it's just, it's I cheesy. felt like it was so obvious. Yeah. I was like, can't you see what's yes. being marketed to yeah. you? So like, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's some it's, songs like that where I'm like, that's not very well written to hide the point of the of the management. Like that's, mm, I don't know. That's true. That's but also I think um, there's a certain group of artists that took the rise of social media mm. and ran with it mm. and One yeah. Direction and their yeah, PR yeah. team is one of them. Yeah. Lady Gaga's another one. Katy yeah. Perry's another one. Like there mm. was a certain, like just was just of that time because mm. 2000, this song came out in 2011, I'm pretty sure. And that was the yeah. rise of social media. Yeah. This is like yeah. pre-beauty influencer, like all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yes, true. Where, Very um, true. You know, it was just like, it was so exciting that you could go on Twitter and just say, hi Zane. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, is, that is very true. You yeah. could talk to celebrities yeah. on Twitter. Yeah. Like, yeah. I yeah. talked to Samuel massive. L. Jackson once. It was freaking amazing. I talked to Cheryl Lee Ralph one time. And what? Yeah, yeah I, yes. I kid you not. And I said, um, you know, uh, and I because and I was in this like conversation thread with a couple of my other friends, and Cheryl mm-hmm. Lee Ralph was in it because we had quoted Sister Act. Yes, yes. And I said, um, no, sorry, I, um, I go, no, I, sorry, I ain't got no time. I've got, I've got no time for choir because I've got to go study. Bye. Yeah. And yeah. then she replied, going, "If you butt my mommy one more time." Uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> Which is her famous yeah. quote from yes, Sister Act too. Yes, yes. <laughs> so you know, I was gagged that day. Obviously. Yes, you were like obviously. study done. Also, I think musically as well, like it's because it's it's not a great like it's not great musicianship either. No. Mm. Um, also, you can tell that they probably don't even like each other that much. Like right. they probably were just excited yeah, to be famous like together. Or like, yeah. yeah, but then I, I probably would I would say the same about Backstreet and NSYNC, like. I didn't see anything that made me think that yeah. you guys are like. A group. Well, I think also that um, Backstreet Boys and, and um, especially they were already a group before they were famous. Yes. Mm. One Direction were put together by the X Factor. Yes. That was right. the other thing. Yeah. 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 Well, that's a great flop, yeah, uh, Asabi. Yeah. Let's you. move on to Gracie Mack. Don't right, turn so it back. I discovered this segment um, five minutes before recording, and I panicked. And <laughs> I, I panicked, and I only have one. Su- Thing, and it's not even a song it's just anything by the Jonas Brothers oh. I just, there's just something about them to kind of what we we're just speaking to with um, with One Direction then but just something about maybe it's the treatment of Demi Lovato I don't know Look, it, look, I, you know, treatment of, all, the of, the, of the holy trinity this? of Disney, yeah, which is yeah. Demi Lovato, Miley Cyrus, and Selena Gomez. Absolutely. Just like, like they all were dating someone or something. Yeah. Oh, right. I, th- see, I did I see this really funny. <laughs> like, I did think it was funny when they came back out and it's like they'd all had sex and taken off their purity rings. And That's it was like right. rebranding. Oh. <laughs> We've had sex now. <laughs> and Nick Jonas would always like vomit his lyrics out like, uh, like, yeah, they're like. I think the vocal the tone is the thing that really yeah. rubs against me. 
Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. So just, I mean, it's very, it's very bitchy. But anything by the Jonas Brothers. <laughs> I cannot wait to put. So can I choose the Jonas Brothers song to put on the playlist? Absolutely. Yes. Perfect. Good. <laughs> and right. now Joshua. Now, th- now this may be shady because it's only Gracie Mack's first episode. Oh. But Boy. one of her choices is also a flop for me yeah. as well. Okay, it's fine. Look. I'm so sorry, Gracie. Now, the... Can I guess? But yeah, please guess. Is it Uptown Girl? It sure bloody is. Oh. Wor- one of the worst covers in history, to be quite <laughs> honest. I think that this is a first. I don't think we've ever... Ha- like, we've chosen the, the same artist that like, somebody's had on their list as a flop, but I don't know that we've actually... Well, that's what I can bring yeah, to this podcast. The song. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you chose one of my songs as your flop. Oh, oh the, did I? Yeah, in the, <laughs> yeah, in the Michael Jackson episode... <laughs> I was oh, getting right. oh, yeah, I was getting all emotional about his song called Childhood and like it's about the way he grew up and he was abused all this guy. and then Asawi next segment, I hate that song. <laughs> Who cares if he didn't have a childhood? You're right, I totally <laughs> He's got millions of dollars. Fuck that. Like, oh, sorry. oh, I said the F word on That's okay. okay. That's we'll bleep okay. that out. From, I'm so no, no, sorry. From today so sorry. our episodes are explicit. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Is that yeah. we're gonna lose Hopefully. an audience? No, I don't think so. I'm so sorry to any kids that no kids are listening no, to this. No kids All right. listening to this. <laughs> Alright, so that's my flop. And, and 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 of course this ends another episode <laughs> of Shuffology. Well that's episode eleven, no twelve, I'm pretty sure. Episode twelve. Episode yes. we're in the double digits. Yay. Can we please also welcome and thank Gracie Mac one more time? Oh, thank us. I'm so glad that I'm so glad that you were able to make it for us. We just too. slotted yes. in like a glove. Exactly <laughs> right. Alrighty. Well, we're gonna sign out. We've got uh, Asabi Goodman. Goodbye. Gracie Mac. Thank you so much. My name's Josh Devetta. We are your Shuffologists. Don't forget you can reach out to us on social media, Shuffology Podcast on Facebook or at Shuffology Podcast um, on Instagram. You can also email us, shuffologypodcast at gmail.com and tell us your um, choices. Did we leave anything out? Most probably. <laughs> or, um, press shuffle on the players and see if you like it as well give us all your thoughts we love hearing from you we've heard from, we've actually heard from quite a few of you the last couple of weeks which is really really cool yes, so thank you. Um, keep on mentioning uh, keep on mentioning <laughs> keep on talking <laughs> 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 sounds like fun alright well we're signing out thanks for coming into the lab we'll see you next week When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.